Welcome back, gamers, to another episode of The Duo Q. Listen, I got a question for you. Do you enjoy watching Gordon Ramsay yell at people on MasterChef and Hell's Kitchen? Well, so do Twitch streamers and their hundreds of thousands of viewers. We'll be exploring something that's been blowing up on Twitter lately, but honestly, it's a tale as old as time. It's the use of copyrighted content during live streams and videos. We'll be talking about the good, that's creators being able to protect their work. The bad, that's people who abuse the copyright system. And the ugly, that's the gray zone in between, which makes this topic so hard and difficult to understand at times. And the reason we're talking about this topic this week is MasterChef. As you said, MasterChef streams on Twitch have gotten out of hand, and we've seen some bans in that regard. Um, we saw Hassan getting banned. Actually, he got a copyright strike. And we saw Pokemane getting banned for two days due to uh, an Avatar stream. She was actually streaming Avatar The Last Airbender from Nickelodeon. And uh, Nickelodeon awesome didn't like show. that. Awesome show. Um, but Nickelodeon doesn't like that when you do it. Um, and that's because it's their content. As you said, there is a thing going on where people on Twitch stream content that isn't theirs. And even though it sounds wrong, a lot of people on Twitter disagree with me on that and think Pokemon, for example, should just be able to stream Avatar on her Twitch. And I'm going to tell you why, why she can't. Uh, first off, there's something like DMCA, right? It's the law in the United States of America that protects content creators in their work. The good, as you refer to it. DMCA makes sure that when someone creates something, it is theirs and nobody else can use it. Nobody else can make money off of it. And that sounds really good. Uh, and it is. For example, the creator of the Lord of the Rings movie didn't want some streamer to stream the Lord of the Rings movie and make money off of that with ads and with getting subscribers and with whatever. Um, in whatever way they made money off of that. Because... The creator of the Lord of the Rings movie took a lot of time, took a lot of effort, took a lot of money out to make the Lord of the Rings, in this case, the Warner Brothers. When you go and stream that movie, uh, usually you get a cease and assist or a copyright strike, which means the Warner Brothers tell Twitch, hey, buddy, uh, someone on your platform is streaming our content. That's not what we like. Please make it, make it stop. And Twitch tells you, you get a copyright strike. You're not allowed to do that. Stop. People think that's it. People think that's the end of it. People think the entirety of copyright law is you get a strike and you're out. That's not the case. And that's what I want to talk about. What people are doing right now, streaming entire episodes of MasterChef, it's not just copyright strike. It's not just, that's not where it ends. You can actually get sued. And I don't, honestly, I don't know why it hasn't happened yet. I don't know why, and I like Pokimane, but I don't know like why Pokimane or Hassan has not been sued for streaming these shows. Right, that's a pretty crazy thing to realize because these people aren't just streaming it. They're making massive amounts of money by hosting someone else's content. Um, exactly. So the question like, why don't these companies sue is pretty good. And I think... One of the reasons might be something I learned from um, the cosplay and merchandise world. A lot of fans of product, of, of, uh, of series or of shows and animes, for example, they will create their own merch and artwork that is based on an original product and they want to sell that merch. And if you go to any convention at all, they, they, 
there are a huge amount of stands and booths where you can buy these uh, types of merchandise. Yeah. And the artists don't get sued. Now, why is this? Well, here you start to enter the, the difficult gray zone of uh, copyright. These companies realize they will be seen as very aggressive for going after these small content creators. Yeah. Because the way it will be put in uh, public light is that, wow, this massive multi-million, multi-billion dollar company is going after a small, innocent little content creator. Yeah. Which is stealing their art and their original product. But but still, you know, it's... Uh, it's a small business. It's, it's not that harmful. You're a multi-million dollar company. What's the harm? You're not losing anything, et cetera, et cetera, right? Right. It's David versus Goliath. Yeah, exactly. And I, I get that. I get that. And I get that standpoint. And in that regard, when we're talking about merch, when we're talking about Etsy, for example, I don't see the use for the, those companies because their goodwill is going to burn if, if they do that, as you say. Like, as soon as they start doing that, they're in the public light. It's not going to look good. I totally get that. Especially if the artwork is really good. Because on the one hand, you see the Twitter accounts of these companies or the Instagrams all the social media, they promote this artwork, they promote this fan work. So how can you, on the one hand, promote this and actively share it, and on the other hand say, oh yeah, if you do this, we're going to sue you. Yeah, 100% agreed. And I think that same sentiment is what the public eye takes when they're looking at Pokemon, for example, or taking Hassan, for example, or whoever, not to name any other people, but like whoever is using MasterChef content right now, there's so many. Like. When you open Twitch, and maybe not right now because they got banned and strikes and everybody's scared, but like when you open Twitch two weeks ago, it was MasterChef on the front page on six different channels. Um, and I get the sentiment that people have, like David vs. Goliath, Fun Streamer vs. Big Corporation, I get that. But when you're looking at Pokimane or whoever in, in real terms, they're a business. They're making millions, literally millions. And then I think there's a big difference between the merch cosplay side, uh, where it's small companies, where it's where it's just like you described a minute ago, versus taking a taking a show, putting your face on there on a webcam and just reacting like a reaction, Andy, to <laughs> yeah, to to just being lazy, just not creating any own content and using someone else's content. I think there's a big difference, and then I wonder. Why don't they sue? Because they have every right to sue since they're infringing on their copyright. The streamers are infringing on the copyright of whoever, Nickelodeon, Warner Bros., the owners of MasterChef. I don't know who those guys are. And it's not like it's not worth it for these companies. And I'm wondering, is someone going to realize that in a, in a while? Is, is there, is there going to be a company that's like, okay, these guys actually have very filled pockets. We could actually make a quick cash grab and make an example out of them just by suing them. Or instead of going after the streamers, they might go after Twitch themselves. Also very, very likely that at some, or maybe both, that at some point they, they will uh, sue Twitch. Because there is a difference between uh, Twitch and YouTube. If we look at Twitch and YouTube, um, Twitch is very lenient if you would compare it to the YouTube um, copyright system. Oh, incredibly so. But then again, I think YouTube has been having this issue for much longer. Um, you know, the, I think the, some of the very first videos I watched on YouTube were, were gaming videos and 
people would make montages of, of their gameplay and they put some copyrighted music in the background, which was awesome to watch. But that's sort of where this whole problem started in my eyes. Yeah, with the um, music. It already started with the music. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's why YouTube introduced their heavily automated um, you know, scanning software that can look for uh, copyrighted music and other content. I'm, I'm even afraid to mention Baby Shark right now because I think it might <laughs> get sued. <laughs> so one of the people who also had a question about copyright strikes, DMCA and all whatnot, is Josh, one of our listeners. Um, we asked him in our own communities, we asked around in our own communities, and Josh came up with a good question. Uh, he asked, what do you think Pokimane, amongst others, were thinking when streaming content like this? And um, we looked at it, and we thought about it for a little bit, and Pokimane tweeted something herself. Let's look at that first. Pokimane tweeted, just to be clear, I'm not surprised, and I don't think this is unfair. In my opinion, it was inevitable that publishers would take action on me or someone else during this React meta. And this was after she got uh, banned for streaming Avatar. And I think that sums it up pretty nicely. They weren't thinking. I don't think they were thinking. I think they thought, they were like, okay, we can make a quick cash grab here. This is lazy content, but it works. We take a show, we're gonna watch it together with my viewers, we're gonna react a little bit, and we'll make some money. We don't have to put too much work into it. She actually says, I'm not surprised, and she doesn't think it's unfair. I'm not Ooh. surprised either. I don't think it's unfair either. I think they were just being a little lazy, all of them, honestly. And I like a lot of these content creators. I don't want to burn too many bridges, but sorry, what were you thinking? I, I agree with you on the part that it's pretty lazy, but I don't agree on the part where you say they're not thinking about it. I think this move is highly calculated that they knew exactly what the risks were and they went into it knowing exactly what they could get out of this. Because let's face it, they may they maybe have a strike or a ban for one or two days, but that's about all they're going to get from this, all the punishment they will receive. It's super low risk, but very high reward because you get so many viewers who are also interested in the same content and you get to watch it for free. Like you said, it's simple, easy content, but you still get to earn the big bucks. That's if, if we grab back to what we just talked about, I think that's, that's what companies are allowing right now. The fact that nobody sued a streamer personally is one of the reasons why this thought process still exists. Like as soon as one of the big companies, uh, like the owners of MasterChef, for example, think, you know what? Let's go after that money and just sue them directly. One of them, they they only have to burn one, yeah. And I hope they don't, but they can. They only have to burn one. After that, this lazy thought process is not going to exist anymore, right? One. <laughs> just burn money. one. Gordon Ramsay sends his regards. <laughs> exactly. Get out of the kitchen, right? It's too hot. <laughs> I don't know. I totally get what you're saying, and, and I think that's that's a very good point. But I also think as soon as they clean one of the streamers out, there's just no way they're doing it again. I really do hope that someday publishers and live streamers can collaborate to the extent that they would allow us to share the experience of watching full-length movies and TV shows with viewers all around the world. I think that would be so amazing. I know it's a lot to ask, I know, but a girl can dream. Stop Pepe laughing at my dreams, okay? Okay. 
I see your situation and I'll raise your situation. These companies are obligated to, you know, show off their weight pretty much because if you don't follow up on your um, intellectual property, uh, I'm pretty sure you don't reserve the right to keep that intellectual property then afterwards. But I don't think they actually want to get rid of the streams. I think people are actually dying to get into this YouTube space. If you look at how many uh, shows and um, put on their own content, I mean, there are official YouTube accounts for uh, MasterChef and um, yeah. Brooklyn Line 9. Any show right now has, has a YouTube highlight. Um, any television show for sure yeah right so it's not that they mind that their content is online they just they just also want to be, want to be of... getting yeah they also want a piece of the money like a piece of the right, game they want to be part of the game yeah exactly okay so what would if we think about that they want to be part of the game streamers want to use their content there should be a middle ground there should be something that can move us forward into a mutual beneficial situation right Right, there is so much money here. There's no way they, they can't be both, you know, earning something off of this, yeah. right? There's demand and there is a supply. All you need to do is set up a system and then that, you know, ensures that somehow this money gets distributed evenly. And I'm sure there will be some hot debates on what is fair and when it comes to sharing this amount of 50, money. 50-50, no way! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, if you're a streamer and right now you're getting 100% of the bag, why make a deal, right? Exactly. This would be so difficult to set up. So what are the other options? Well, the solution is getting permission. I ran into one tweet by Jay Schlatt, who was talking with uh, an actor from a YouTube show. That's right. There are actually series produced for YouTube. And one of my favorites of that is wow. Video Game High School. It's an old series made by Freddie Wong. Uh, you might re oh, recognize yeah. that name from some viral videos back in the day. And... Um, I think it's the highest production YouTube show there is. You're really a fan, aren't you? I, I love this so much. I see your so face much. light up. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, he got permission to stream this, um, to stream the show on Twitch. And I, I think that's sort of where the solution lies. Like as a Twitch streamer, I don't think you should be talking to Warner Bros or the big companies or Disney. They have no interest in you, like zero. So you can either fly under, under their radar or you start to look at content, which is actually relevant to our communities take for example the new league of legends show arcane they had a watch party for that on twitch it shows that there are companies who have definite interest in sharing their content on on stream and are willing to share yeah. so i'm wondering like how many other shows could this be possible for uh, take a look at the witcher for example that's a video game and it's also a, a netflix show right now i mean if you could make some kind of deal with where you include these niche series shows into the gaming space, that would be beneficial for both parties, I would, I would say. In theory, yeah. And I think that a lot of people understand this concept. Like Ludwig, genius businessman as he is, absolutely understands this. I heard a little bit because... of a pause there. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking for the right words. Oh, man. yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mogul no, but money. He made, his, he made his own game show, right? Mogul Money. Yeah. And... Uh, I mean, that's the non-lazy way of doing it, just making your own content. For sure. That's awesome for a solution. And then you can give permission to all your Twitch buddies to go watch that show as well, which only boosts your views. In that situation, like, it, it's great. And instead of watching MasterChef, make your own IRL cooking stream. 
There are plenty of solutions here. So the only problem I see with those kinds of things is that as you copy other game shows and other television shows and sort of do them in your own style, you might run into the problem where you're, where you're going to get noticed and still get striked for uh, copyright infringement, but this time, you know, more on the intellectual mm, intellectual yeah. property kind of thing where you're just stealing their show. So I'm, I'm wondering, do you see a, a future where copyright law might might get changed a little bit or maybe a better system that we could use? So what I'm thinking is that copyright law won't change in the near future, but I always hope they develop law to where it is in real life. Law should supplement real life, of course. Why don't you think it will change in the near future? I think they won't be able to change it because law is always slow. Like the law making process is always a bit slow. And the fact that Twitch and live streaming has been here for so long, nothing really has changed in this particular field for corporate law indicates for me that there's not going to be much change, um, not much, much real change at least, if ever. So for the future, I think it's good that not only streams, but also the audience realize that not everything can be streamed and watched together. Of course, there's the gray area, but there's also a very clear area. Let's say the MasterChef that we've seen now streaming that to an audio of thousands, that's very clearly not in the gray area anymore, more in the more in the dark area. Um, so stay sensible because before you know, one of these companies might take someone down uh, to set an example, as, as we discussed before. So I think I can speak on behalf of both of us when I say there's going to be a gray area for a long, long time. There's going to be some more strikes. There's going to be some spares. Um, but the world of copyrighted content is not going to change very soon. And we hope you enjoyed this episode and learned a little bit about copyrighted content. If you have any questions and you, or, you, and, or you want to stay posted, make sure to follow us on Twitter. Um, I'm dropping the name in the description, but it is DuoQCast with the Q as an letter Q. For now, thank you all for listening and we'll talk next week. See you next episode. Bye-bye.